0: Derek Mount, best known to music fans as Chapstick from Family Force 5, is here with The Antidote. Thanks for joining us.
1: Absolutely, man. Thank you. I'm really looking
0: forward to it. I think you're going to have to fill me in. Should I be calling you Chapstick, or should I be calling you Derek?
1: Mm, which one do you think is cooler? Well, Chapstick is so cool. Oh well, thanks. I, we'll go with that one then. Either way, it's fine with me. It doesn't bother me. I, my old name was pretty cool, actually. I, I, I originally was Laser Show, and I thought that was awesome. But uh, the record label like had a meeting, and they were like, uh, we don't think that's relevant enough. Kids don't really know what a laser show is, so uh, you're going to have to change the name. And I was like, no, I love Laser Show. But, man, that would have been cool.
0: So they made you drop the cool name and go with ChapStick. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm addicted to it, so I, I guess there's a good reason for it. But I don't know. It's not as cool as
0: laser show, in my opinion. But now that you've been labeled, that's it. You're stuck with it for life.
1: <laughs> that's right. That's right. I, it, I could be. It could be worse.
0: I could see in the senior citizens home Barry going by. You see that guy? That's chapstick.
1: <laughs> as long as people still give it to me, that'll be good then.
0: <laughs> I'm going to ask: Is Family Force Five as cray off stage as you are on stage?
1: Uh. I'd say at times even more so. Um, mm-hmm. And at times, no. <laughs> There's, there are a few moments when you walk on the bus and it feels like you walked into a cemetery because everybody's so exhausted. And just like, you're like, hey, what's up, man? And everybody's in their own world watching a movie or, you know, something. But yeah, for the most part, I mean, Family Force 5 is... Uh, Uh, it's just the oldest thing anybody's ever said about us, but it was like the first review somebody ever did about our band. But it's so true. They said, you know, family force five is like five ADD kids who forgot to take their Ritalin and broke, (laughs) broke into the Red Bull truck. And, um, I think it's totally accurate. I mean, they're pretty wacky bunch of guys and, and a very creative bunch. And it's fun. I mean, we were laughing very, very regularly. And, uh, there's a decent amount of pranks that take place between each other and uh it's fun man i it's i don't know that i've ever met anybody that i would consider to be more cray uh, to use your definition
0: well you guys labeled that yourself (laughs) that's true that's true so you gonna explain to everybody what cray is Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious, but it's basically just short for
1: crazy. It's funny, living in L.A., there's a lot of valley girls out there, and uh, we first heard a few of them be like, oh, that is so cray-cray, and we're like, what are you talking about? What is that? That is the weirdest thing ever, and so my wife and I said it to just kid around a lot, and some of the guys in our band heard us say it once, and they were like, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And uh, Soul Glow Activator, our lead singer, was like, I think we should write a song about Cray. <laughs> and so we, we had it as just a lyric for like another song. And then we were like, no, man, that needs to be the lyric, like the concept that we need to do. And so uh, we wrote a song called Cray Button and you push
0: a button and everybody goes crazy. But you guys don't need that because you have Red Bull.
1: dude you know what's funny is we get pegged for that and it's true for the most part but i i'm a caffeine free kind of guy so i actually uh i lay off the hard stuff the red bull
0: okay fair enough over the years there have been comments that family force five isn't christian enough how do you respond to that
1: um, I think that statement in itself is kind of funny sounding to me. I, I you know, don't think the, the word Christian is a an adjective. I think it's more of a noun. So, um, you know, it's, it's funny for us to, to be like, what does that mean? And uh, we've tried to understand what people mean when they say that. And I think everybody just kind of has a different perspective of what a Christian band should look like or sound like or, uh, you know, be like. And we don't fit any of those definitions. So I think that's probably where that usually creates a bit of a disconnect or a concern. Um, we definitely don't look like Sandy Patty and uh, we don't sound like Michael W. Smith or, you know, I mean, <laughs> we're. you don't see a lot of, uh, you know, faith-based artists that are spinning their guitars around their heads and playing in bars and, and going on warp Tour and AP Tour and um, doing that kind of stuff. I mean, it's very unique and I think it's very uh authentic and a big part of who we are um we've always felt like there was a bit of a calling we feel very called to do our ministry in a a way that's very different from what christian bands in the past have done you know i I think it's very important for us to connect with people outside of the church and people that normally wouldn't uh be at a quote-unquote christian show uh Again, that's using that as an adjective, which I think is funny. But, um, yeah, it, you know, we do have the, the fortune uh, and the blessing of coming behind some other bands that have kind of paved the way a little bit, like Striper or P.O.D. or uh, DC Talk or Amber Lynn or Under Oath, some of these bands Switchfoot, uh, switch foot where, you know, we are able to to play to kids who may not know any Christians or may not have uh, ever experienced the love of Christ or, or been told about, the message of Christ, and uh, it, it's pretty exciting for us and, and thrilling that we we have that opportunity uh, to reach several different types of people, and um, it's exciting. We we knew we'd receive some backlash and certainly be you know getting some flack here and there, but that's fine. It comes with the territory, so it's all right.
0: Well, you mentioned there during that little chat that Family Force Five gears their music to a younger crowd. But I found that at each of your shows, you have a large number of oldsters at the back of the venue singing along to every song. All right. How do you find you're able to bridge that generational gap? Is this people just wanting to have fun?
1: Thank you uh, for saying that we do, Bridget, and I think that's exactly it, yeah. People respond to smiling and laughing and and having a good time and good beats, regardless of what age they are, you know, and uh, I think as long as somebody's able to get over the whole first seconds of seeing Family Force 5 where they go, what is this? <laughs> uh, once we get a second to, to try to win somebody over, it usually becomes a, a really fun experience, and... Uh, people need escapism, you know, and they need a, a chance to kind of disconnect from a lot of stress. And, and uh, I think Family Force 5, every now and again, you know, I don't know if it's the Hulk fist that we're punching the crowd with or the, the splits that we're doing in the air or the, uh, I don't know, sometimes when we wear these big balloons with our heads on them, uh, people like usually think that's pretty funny stuff. I like that.
0: Well, without a doubt, you guys have probably one of the greatest live shows in the business. How tough is it for you to sort of keep raising the bar on each tour? Well, thank you. I appreciate all these kind words. Um,
1: It's very tough. We try to spend just as much time getting creative about coming up with the next new idea as uh, for our live show that we do creating new music. And... I mean, sometimes we'll spend a whole week just being like, all right, who's got new ideas? Who's got ideas? Let's try this and let's practice this. And yeah, I mean, it's hilarious that most bands sit there and practice guitar parts all day, but our rehearsals are more about like... Uh, hey, we just built this 800 pound, seven foot tall drum machine. Now we got to learn how to play it, <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, it's kind of what our rehearsals usually turn into is more about like lighting and crazy different antics that we're trying. But um, you know, one of my just favorite things about the band is that we've we try to be creative in, in the over the top elements of the show. You know, there's a lot of pyro out there, or cryo or whatever you call that stuff that, uh, is cool. I'm not definitely not dogging it or anything, but, um, last year, uh, or two years ago, I guess we bought this giant gerbil ball and it's an inflatable <laughs> hamster thing that Soul glow activator gets inside and runs around on top of the crowd. And, and it's kind of amazing. We're like, we just spent like three hundred dollars on this thing that we got from New Zealand and everybody else is spending like a billion dollars on all those fireworks for their shows and our thing's kind of fun you know we like it we like it so
0: has Glow ever lost his lunch in that ball <laughs> <laughs> oh man that would be unfortunate to be he'd be swimming in it um,
1: he to the best of my knowledge he is not and uh, I hope for his sake that that never happens we have thought about making it a snow globe, though. I mean, we call it the soul globe because, you know, soul glow and all that. But uh, I thought, I think on our Christmas pageant, we might put some snow in there at one point and make it like a snow globe.
0: I really have to recommend listeners check that out online. Dial up YouTube, check out to see what we're talking about because it's quite an event. But even better is to go and see these guys live. But it's not only live shows where your band really excels. It also comes out in your videos. Two of my favorites have to be uh, Zombie and Wobble. Cool. Can you give us some details on those videos?
1: Sure. Well, they were very special uh, for us. Last year, we went through this moment because we're very, very excited about Visual Element. And making videos is probably our favorite thing to do in this band. And, and uh, so we went to the management and to you know everyone on the label side. And we're like, all right, we're going to make all these videos this year. And they're like man i'm sorry but we don't have the budget to do any of those and we're like what we want to make like six music videos and they're like well i'm sorry it's just not going to work so we were like well we still want to do them somehow so we decided to try a kickstarter but instead of just being like hey give us money so we can make a video we decided that anyone who pledged money could actually be in the video for instance the zombie video we shot that in ohio and basically anyone who wanted to who lived in Ohio or wanted to get to Ohio um could come be in the video with us and it was incredible we had made all these tutorial videos about like hey, here's how to make some clothes that look like zombie or how to make your makeup and uh, all these kids showed up I mean we showed up to the video shoot and there were like three or four hundred kids there just dressed up like zombies <laughs>
0: oh.
1: and they were all ready to go and they brought barbecues and cornhole and they were you know just sitting there ready for the shoot and and, uh, they stayed with us for hours and hours. I think the last shot got done at like 6.30 in the morning and we st- started shooting it like, you know, noon the, the day before. Um, and then we did like a private concert for all the people that were in the video with us and it was really amazing and magical to, to connect with them and Hopefully, what a profound experience for all of us, you know, I, I, we've had so many fans be like, I can't believe I got to be in this Wobble video or which because, again, we did the same kind of thing with Wobble and with Craig mm-hmm. Um We made it one of the videos that we wanted to make last year on a cell phone for Superhero. Um, and we did the same thing with the video for Get On Out of Here. We just had a whole bunch of fans take cell phone videos of our live show and send it to us and we edited it all together. And we put uh, cell phones on our guitars and taped them up there and just recorded ourselves so um you know it's just a very diy do-it-yourself approach and uh it makes it a little street you know it's it's uh, not the most glamorous and glossy product in the end but it's really fun and um hopefully meaningful especially to the people that got to be in the videos
0: what a close connect you've made with all those fans Thank you. I, I hope so. You know, we I would have
1: loved to have been in a Van Halen video when I was a kid. So, you know, it's pretty cool.
0: <laughs> you got another video in the works for uh, Crank It Like a Chainsaw.
1: Yeah, yeah. Is
0: it really self to let a self-proclaimed crazy band loose with a chainsaw?
1: <laughs> well, that is quite an amazing story in itself, too. Um, I don't know uh, the answer to that question, but I will say that... Uh, we were going to New Zealand this year to play a festival down there, and um, our sound guy's the funniest guy. He's, he was like, hey, hey, D." He calls me D for Derek, and he's like, "I was like, yeah, what's up?" And he was like, "You ever seen that show, Undercover Boss?" And I was like, <laughs> "I mean, I've heard of it. I don't think I've really watched it." And he was like, "I think that's the CEO for KOA Campgrounds on our flight." And I was like, what? And so Chuck went over and asked the guy, he's like, you aren't by chance a CEO of KOA, are you? And he was like, yeah, I am. <laughs> How'd you know that? And uh, they became friends on the flight. And the guy ended up coming over to us. And he was like, hey, if you ever need you know, a place to stay, I'd love to hook you guys up with a campground. And ironically, we were like, the day before, we were like, we really want to shoot in the Redwood Forest, but how are we going to get someone to like help us out and approve chainsaws in the forest and all this stuff? So Chuck got in touch with the guy and was like, do you think we could do chainsaws in the forest and all this stuff? And he was like, yeah, man. And so this amazing dude helped us make it all happen. And, uh, yeah, we, we spent several days out there, and it was freezing cold and raining really hard. And uh, we took, you know, there are some some chainsaws out there, and thus far it, it was safe. But uh, I'm actually really excited we might be seeing a rough draft of the video, of the edit, in the next day or so. So hopefully we'll, we'll release that soon, and uh, it, it's going to be really fun.
0: I keep talking about all this fun stuff that you guys are doing. You guys also touch on some serious subjects. Can you give us the background on the song "Paycheck"?
1: Sure. Um, it's a very personal song, uh, and that was kind of a departure from us. We've been all about you know party music for a long time and stuff, but we were like really uh, feeling the effects of the economy, and and you know just really realized that a lot of our fans were going through the same thing. Even two days ago, we played a show, and one of our fans who's a great friend of ours you know she's just beaming and smiling and i was like how you doing And she's like well i am doing all right but i lost my job yesterday and and you hear that stuff and, and there's so many people in that boat we really wanted to write a song that they could connect with so it's a, it's a very vulnerable song it's very open and just kind of tells the story of um, struggling uh, i think a lot of people could identify with that um, it's certainly what we've been through with as a band and, you know, sleeping on a lot of people's floors and showering in a lot of sinks and uh, eating dinner with some random people that you don't know who they are, but <laughs> they just invited you into their home. And um, it's uh, one of my favorite songs because there's this emotion throughout the whole thing that's very heartbreaking. And then uh, as you get to the bridge of the song, there's a line that says, don't be afraid. You know, don't you worry, baby, we're going to make it, you know. We'll find our way. And then uh, my favorite line of the whole song is uh, at the end where we said, you know, we'll be okay because I found some change. And uh, when we wrote that lyric, we meant for it to have definitely a, a dual meaning. Obviously, I found some change, you know, like I found some money. But what it really means is I found a change, you know, in my perspective and in my. Uh, you know, some sort of grace and some sort of hope and some sort of peace and knowing that finances aren't really what's going to make me happy and that there's something uh, a lot deeper out there. And um, that's a very personal lyric to us.
0: One reason I've always enjoyed Family Force 5 is that you've never hesitated in switching around your musical style. I mean, business up front, party in the back, had your signature crunk rock sound then you gave an electronic club edge to Dance or Die. And on three, you had a really wide mix of styles, you even dropped into some reggae and Spanish influences. But have you ever been afraid of alienating your fans?
1: Uh, you know, I'd be lying if I said no. I'd like to be confident enough that we're like, no, man, we just do what we want to do. Um, but yeah, we certainly want to keep that in mind and we want to make music that hopefully we'll always make the fans happy and we'll make them smile and have a good time and also reach new audiences but i think there is a point when as a band and as artists you have to say like we're gonna make what we think is great and um sometimes as you said you know there were we probably listened to a little more southern crunk stuff when we were writing that first album and and we were all just obsessed with Def punk and all kinds of crazy '80s cartoons and and uh, a lot of dance influence when we did Dance or Die and similarly you know I mean with all the music we've made there's always some sort of influence but I think the litmus test is we usually try to get it like a, a three year old and uh, play the music and see if the three year old starts dancing and kind of singing along and laughing and that if that happens it usually I means it's a good sign so that's what especially with a song like Wobble we're like all right. I think this is going to work. If the 3-year-old likes it,
0: that means everybody will will kind of dig it.
1: <laughs> any kid under any 5 will
0: do. <laughs> yeah, you just don't grab them off the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, then we'll be writing different kind of music. Jail music. Yeah, jail music. You have to start singing the blues then. <laughs> yeah. Uh Chaps, like you've been in the studio recently to begin recording album number 4. That is true. Are you going to give any secrets away about the new album? oh man well yeah there's some pretty
1: cool stuff i mean uh the first secret i would say is that the studio where we normally go to is our bus yeah <laughs> <We>, uh, <laughs> um it's pretty exciting we actually have uh, this wonderful friend of ours who's a producer and just very talented guy named riley friesen and um we were trying to figure out a good time to get in the studio and it just wasn't working out between shooting videos and touring and writing and all this stuff that we just his schedule wasn't working out Or he was like, if you guys are into it, you could bring me out on the road and we could record the whole thing on the bus. And we're like, let's do it. He's really uh, got this great traveling rig. So, um... It's been really fun, you know. We wake up and start writing and recording all day, and then uh, we'll go to sound check, and then come back and be like, "Oh no, that didn't, that didn't sound as good as I thought it did." Let's keep doing it, and then we'll go play the show, and then we'll come back and keep recording. I mean, it's got to sound hilarious. I, I know there's just all kinds of loud noises coming out of our bus, but um, that's where we record most of the music. Uh, I will say one really cool tidbit that I think if you like Striper, you might think this is cool. R- Riley uh, was at his studio, and he was kind of working on mixing some of our music that we'd recorded on tour. And his friend called and said, hey, I want to come by and show my buddy your, your studio. Is that cool? And he said, yeah. So Riley went and opened the door, and his friend's buddy was Tommy Lee from uh, Motley Crue. Uh-huh. And um, so he showed him around the place, and Tommy was like, hey, what are you working on, man? So... Riley pulled up one of our new songs and uh, showed him, and he was like, whoa, whoa, who is that? And he was like, that's Family Force 5. And uh, Tommy was like, dude, I know that band, man, I got their stuff on my iPod. Show, Let me show you. And he was like, I love those guys, and I've been trying to get in touch with them for a while. And uh, he was like, what? What do you mean? And he was like, I want to do a song with them in my studio. So, ironically, it was was so cool. You know, we uh, we got in touch with Tommy and uh, went and recorded some drums there, which Crouton was a little nervous. He didn't want to. He was like, "Man, I'm gonna play in front of Tommy Lee. That's kind of scary stuff." But um, just because Tommy's so good, so uh, yeah, we're we're actually hoping maybe Tommy will do a guest appearance and play a little bit of drums on one of our songs. But that that was a pretty neat experience for us. I'm a big '80s rock kid, uh, so. I really thought that was kind of cool.
0: Okay, well then, besides Motley Crue, who else were you into?
1: Oh man, all kinds of bands. I, King Zach might still be my favorite band. I love those guys. But um, I was a big Van Halen fan, a big Iron Maiden fan, or Black Sabbath, and um, I listened to it all back in the day. All kinds of cool, like guitar shredding stuff, and White Snake, and uh, you know Steve Vai, and all that stuff. But I still do every now and again too. I have to get my 80s fix here and there.
0: So you're into all the heavy stuff. That's right. That's right. So what about newer, heavier bands? Anybody you enjoy now? Or is it just the 80s that grabs you?
1: Oh, well, I mean, there was something special about those 80s bands because they had such great melodies, I thought. But, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, there's some great new metal bands out there. I mean, I I don't listen to that style of music as much as I used to. But, um, I mean, we just did a, a show with Bring Me The Rising, in uh london and and that was pretty amazing i thought you know they were really cool and uh we've done Mm -hmm. some shows with august burns red i I really like those guys and um i don't know there's a lot of good stuff out i still like it like it
0: heavy well you talked about being in britain you did a song with uh lz7 from britain
1: yeah yeah um that was actually mostly soul glow activator that did that he's uh he kind of created that song and it's not necessarily a Family Force Five song. It's it's more uh, Phenomenon, which is a side project that we have. That it's real electronic dance music kind of stuff. And uh, we all like to DJ and and do late like, dance parties a lot of times at the festivals. We'll play and um, Engine Radio, which is a great station. Actually, talked to us about doing a, a radio show. And so that's a place where we sometimes will play some of those new songs or play a whole big mix of uh, EDM uh, music. I think it's pretty cool. So Will did a really good job with that song. And we originally did Chainsaw as a Phenomenon song, and we like it so much we might actually put that on a Family Force 5 album instead because it's so fun. But there's a big side of us that's kind of nerdy, and we like to make music with computers a lot, as well as with our instruments. So you'll you'll be hearing a lot of that stuff.
0: Well, and he did the song called Phenomenon.
1: Yeah, yeah, that, that one's really fun.
0: Now, not to be mistaken with the local hometown band TFK.
1: Oh, do they have a song called Phenomenon?
0: They have their album called Phenomenon.
1: Oh, I wasn't aware of that.
0: Yeah, um, which was just huge.
1: Cool. Well, man, those guys are great. We, we love TFK. In fact, uh, Solomon did a remix for one of their songs, um, Light Up the
0: Sky. So, That's yeah. right. I forgot about
1: it. Yeah, them. it sounds great. Uh, but, man, Trevor and the whole company, man, we love when we play shows with those guys. They're really cool dudes. A lot of good people from there. You, I'm impressed with your town, man. You got some good folks.
0: Family Force 5 is really a prolific band. How many initial tracks do you guys lay down before you make the final cut for an album?
1: Oh, man, that's such a great question. And that's why I get so hard at this stage when people are like, what's the record sound like? I'm like, man, I, I know what it may sound like now, but in a couple weeks, it may be none of these songs on here. Um, Yeah, I don't know. You know, I mean... It depends on what level of doneness they have to be in order to count. (laughs) We have a lot of ideas that are like, yo, here's a cool beat, or here's a cool guitar riff, or here's a cool vocal melody. Um, But, you know, we usually will end up demoing probably a good 25 to 30 songs, uh, having probably a good 70 ideas, and then recording probably 15 and then probably taking the the 10 best um, for a record. I'd say that's pretty common for us. Uh, the one exception was Dance or Die because they were like, hey, we got to have this soon. And we were on the road just like 300 days a year at that stage in our lives. And so we literally were like, OK, here's 10 songs. Let's go record them. And then that was it. <laughs> but yeah, we're, we get pretty crazy about making sure that we like the, the record before it comes out. And uh, it is pretty neat that there are five different people in the band that all write. It does allow for things like phenomenon or side projects or somebody working on another band's song because, uh, I don't know, a lot of creativity. And uh, it's fun that way. And uh, sometimes it does make it challenging to, to choose what songs to put on the album.
0: Well, to blend all the artistic talents and styles into one project has got to be hard to do. Sometimes.
1: it, uh, Yeah, it can be.
0: Many bands in the Christian music industry have a self-defined mission but how would you describe the purpose of Family Force 5? That's a great
1: question. I mean, I think a lot of it is kind of what I hit on earlier when I was talking about how uh, we just feel this really strong calling to to reach a lot of people that a lot of Christian bands wouldn't reach. Um, but I think in general, the Family Force 5 mantra has been to show the world that, uh, that Christianity can be and is and should be a lot of fun and, um, it's a life-giving experience, and uh, unfortunately, a lot of us have grown up in very stiff churches or, or environments that haven't allowed someone to be who they really should be or someone to really live a rich life you know, through Christ and um, to really strive for connectedness and uh, that's kind of what we do. A lot of times it's very lighthearted and uh, very silly or tongue-in-cheek, but uh, we also are very serious about that, and we want um, people to know that Jesus Christ isn't just this guy that laid down a set of rules that we have to follow. He, he changed the world in a way that is really beautiful and uh, really exciting and really fun, and we're honored that our band sometimes gets to be the... Uh, I don't know. We talk about the body of Christ a lot, and we're like, what body part are we, man? <laughs> I think we're sometimes uh, the dancing shoe that goes on the foot, and, and it's a very big honor for us that we, every now and again, get to play that role.
0: We've been speaking with Chapstick of Family Forest 5, and yeah, one, probably one of the most fun bands that you could ever see. Derek, thanks for joining us. Or I guess I should say chapstick. Thank you for joining us. <laughs>
1: no problem, Dave. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate your your kind words that you've said so often, and and uh, I also appreciate you took some time to to really make some great questions there. It's it's really cool.